everybody. This is the Hallmarkies Podcast, and today we are giving you our thoughts on all of the non-Hallmark movies that Christmas movies that we have been able to see so far this year. Depending on the movie, not all of us have been able to see it, uh, but those of us who have will give you our thoughts. So it should be pretty fun. Let us know your thoughts as we talk about it. First, we're going to talk about an up movie called Christmas on the Coast. Me, uh, you got to see the Christmas on the Coast? Yes. So yes. what did you think of that? I think it was super, super cute. I really liked it. Um, I I think maybe that the, like, conflict was a little bit predictable because she's an author. I'm like, okay, so she's going to write a book and then someone's going to find out about it. They're going to get all mad and she's going to get all mopey. And so that was a little bit predictable. But I really loved um, – I can't remember the main – male's character's name but I really loved his backstory with his wife and how he opened up about you know the bow and um I love the scene between him and his daughter where his daughter was like you know mom would have wanted you to be happy I want you to be happy we shall be happy and I really enjoyed that and appreciated yeah. it yeah yeah I also got to see it and I guess I was I was primed to love this movie because this was so much better handled than the Brie O'Brien writer's drama on Chesapeake Shores. I would take this any day over all of that nonsense. And so I think, and, and I think that she was actually a pretty good actress. I thought she did a good job with the role. And I feel like they've definitely put money into these movies. They look nice. They look well shot. I think they cast them pretty well. I, I'm impressed with these main, these main two that I've seen from Up. I, I think they both, like, they don't have a ton of budget, but I feel like it's better than yeah. in the past. And I don't know, I thought she, she did a good job of kind of, you could see her, sort of her perspective and why she was sort of writing things the way that she was. And then when fi people finally read it and were hurt by it, like, I don't know, I think there was a side of her that always thought that, oh she probably shouldn't do this but she was just so like i don't know she rationalized it and i i thought it worked uh, and i i don't know i was just by the end i was i was moved by it i thought it was good and i don't think that i guess the doc i would have against this movie is that it does not feel like a christmas movie hardly at all no agree? it doesn't it doesn't yeah. feel like a christmas movie it really didn't i was like oh this is you know just summertime issues yeah with some and lights yeah, I think that both of their movies that I've seen so far, I think you could say that about both. I don't think that A Christmas Switch really needed to be a Christmas at all. Yeah. There really wasn't anything about it with Christmas. So next we are going to talk about a Netflix film, The Princess Switch. Vanessa Hudgens. And, and Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, dual <laughs> role. And so yeah this movie i i really enjoyed it i thought it was funny i thought she got all the physical comedy and i i mean i thought her accent was good enough to pass to be uh, fair, we do not know what the accent in that country no, sounds like yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good point uh but and she's the only person we saw from that country so she could do whatever accent she wanted. Yeah. I was a tiny bit disappointed that they didn't have a surprise musical, but I really <laughs> liked both of the guys. I thought were super hunky. I liked this guest, yeah, Sam Palladino and Nick Sagar, I guess. Love them both. And 
and we got a little it was just like a little bit sexier than a hallmark movie which i'm fine with and i enjoyed and yeah i i really thought it was fun yeah it was super fun like remember when we were doing the christmas preview and i got super excited that it was going to be like a secret musical Musical, yeah ah i wish it was a secret musical so badly i do too (laughs) so bad um but i will say most of the time when people come out in their fancy ball gowns and they're all gussied up for the fancy ball Uh i'm super disappointed in all the choices that they make like usually i think the girl's dress is stupid and that they've done their hair in a bad way not this time she looked amazing in her outfit her ball gown her hair the tiara everything coming together for the greater good (laughs) it's true she did look beautiful that was, was a very pretty dress. It was amazing. <laughs> the, the, I'm going to be honest. The final reveal at the baking contest was a little, a little bit too much for me because I was just trying to imagine, like, if they would have wanted to do this privately, mm-hmm. not on this televised baking show. <laughs> well, but, and that show really made no sense. How did she make a cake? Without a mixer, she the, the, she didn't realize that she had no mixer until she was ready to puree strawberries, which is not something that you do with a mixer. Like exactly, so weird. Like what is going on? And like they only had in this super duper international competition, they I think they only had four teams, maybe five. <laughs> and I'm thinking, and two of them were from America. I'm like what is up with this competition? And so, yeah, the the whole thing with the baking competition, I kind of had to just pretend sort of like, eh, whatever. But uh, but I just thought that they were really charming. I liked his little girl. It was really yeah. cute. And I, I liked both couples a lot. Yeah. Which is the important part. But like, Amy, if you had to pick between handsome Prince Edward and Kevin, who would you choose? Oh, the prince, duh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no offense, like, your little girl's cute, and I'm sure you're nice and all, but, like, who doesn't want to be a princess? <laughs> like, Rachel, same question. Oh, I mean, we didn't get to see the prince without his shirt, so <laughs> there's a step up in, in uh, Kevin's favor, but I really loved Kevin. I thought that he was so nice and such a good dad, which is super attractive quality to have, and so, yeah, I'm team Kevin. Your team, Kevin. See, yeah. Yeah. My whole thought process with that is like, I'm a little too young to be a mom just yet. <laughs> so like guys with kids, I mean, yeah, it's a nice quality and stuff, but I'm just like, you know, not yet. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not. Yeah. Because we have quite an age difference. For me, <laughs> like marrying somebody with a kid is like a plus. Because like, my, <laughs> like that's sort of the goal at this point, because I, I don't have that many years left where I could possibly have a kid. So if he already has a kid, this is great. Perfect. We're good. If In my case, if he already has a kid, that's like, well, did he have it in high school? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, what happened? <laughs> Too many questions. <laughs> Amber, what team are you? Um, I'm team Frank, the bad guy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, that I would, you don't know who it is? No, who's the driver? Frank? Who's the bad guy? No, it was the it was the the snotty lady. She's the one who cut the cord. You think she was the bad guy? No, no. she sabotaged her at the competition. Oh, that she, lady! I thought you were talking about the like the au pair or whatever she was. No, she cut 
the cord for her mixer to try to sabotage her. Brianna? Yeah, she was definitely a villain for sure. Yeah, but she wasn't. Even had the, that like, she had like that snotty voice. And she wasn't the bad guy. She was a she mediocre was, villain at the best. She was a bad lady. <laughs> Fine, whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I don't remember who that other person was, but, um, the driver who A, almost ran her over, B, was, like, super schemy, trying to find out what was going on with the Duchess. Oh, was he the one that was taking the pictures? Oh, yeah, I do remember him. The paparazzi guy. He's not a paparazzi guy. He was right there. He's like a footman or something. That's probably not the right term, but whatever. Is he a footman? He's like the heartbreak valet, but worse. (laughs) So Amber, you're you're dodging the question. I am, and I will continue to do so. (laughs) I don't want to ruin my chances with either Prince Edward or Kevin. So. Rude. Okay. Edward, because obviously he's a prince. He has a whole country. What does Kevin have? An adorable child, sure, but I could buy children. An adorable child plus a whole bakery, which might be bad her for bakery. my waistline, but I'm, I'm. It's her bakery. <laughs> but he's he's helping her. Didn't they come to some kind of agreement that that they were going to co-own it or something like that? I can't remember. I don't know. I can't remember. So anyway, four chills. And um, Amber. I give it 4.2 chills. More okay. chills than Rachel. <laughs> uh, so. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with 4.1 chill. Oh, <laughs> she's such a good mediator. Yeah, very good. <laughs> I'm like that kid with parents who are fighting all the time that's just like on her phone like, yeah, it happens all the time. I just, you know, ignore yeah. it. <laughs> I had the chance to see Illuminations, The Grinch. Uh, I wasn't that excited about this because I'm not a big fan of the studio Illumination. I kind of call them the junk food of animation. <laughs> Their movies make a lot of money and I guess a lot of people like them, but they're just never really interesting to me. They don't take any risk. And unfortunately, that's kind of what you had here. Like offensive about it and if you... We're looking for a babysitter for your kids. It's not terrible. (laughs) It has some nice things, some nice moments. I liked the music as far as the carols throughout the movie. It it has a decent message, but uh, there were some things that I I think they got wrong. I I think that it, it was just very bland and they kind of weakened the message. It's not as bad as the Lorax in that regard, which I hated. Uh, but they turned the message of, uh, you know, anti-commercialism of the original story where the, the who's down in Whoville sing despite all their presents being taken away. The Christmas couldn't be, get, couldn't be gotten from a store. The Christmas means a little bit more. And in here, the main message of the movie is that being lonely is sad, which just isn't as powerful as the as the as the old message uh, i i didn't think the humor worked which in the in the original short like that mr grinch song is so funny to me and i don't know they, they seem to be the big joke was that was that the grinch was an inventor and i'm not sure why that's funny 
So really the humor really fell flat for me, but again, it's perfectly harmless, but just kind of uninspired and bland in my opinion. So I gave it two stars. Uh, Amber, you got to see an additional one on Up, correct? Yes. Um, so I watched The Chandler Christmas Getaway, which is actually the fifth movie in a series of movies. Um, the first one was in 2013, Marry Me for Christmas. Um, and just a brief synopsis of where this movie, this series started. Um, the main character, well, there's kind of like, it's an ensemble cast, but yeah. Marcy in the first one is definitely the main character. She has hires her um like not hires but she like basically forces her employee to pretend like they're engaged and mm. then of course they fall in love um, and then that's followed like up the proposal. by us for christmas <laughs> and then a baby for christmas merry christmas baby and then also now chandler christmas getaway they skipped having a movie in 2017 and i thought they were done but apparently they weren't because we got one this year thanks amy winter <laughs> um yeah and so this movie um you know the the cast is reunited from all the past movies so if you liked the last you know the whole series you'd obviously like this one yeah very good saw a christian film called christmas manger this is from pure flicks and it's kind of weird there are these christian films that I feel like sometimes they they're very bleak and very depressing and I I don't really understand why they're supposed to be hopeful. I don't really get it and uh there are definitely there's the whole range but I don't know there's this particular brand that I guess it's supposed to kind of make you feel like the world is this kind of sad place and you have to turn to to jesus to avoid this kind of cautionary tale uh, that's kind of how i felt this one this one was bleak it was about you know this messed up family uh, this woman who stole from her foster parents she has these two kids and so this abusive uh partner or husband ex-husband or whatever that's threatening and has abused her she has scars bruises on her body uh she she goes back and she saves her uh her foster dad from an accident and they start to heal their relationship but man it was just really dark and really sad and there wasn't enough redemption i didn't really see how how god was helping them enough <laughs> i don't know it was a weird movie and it's too bad because i actually think the performances are pretty good and i don't know it just wasn't hopeful it wasn't christmasy uh, really hardly at all except for they're building this nativity but i don't know it was just depressing but so i gave it two stars then we're going back to netflix and we're going to talk about the holiday calendar and this stars cat graham and quincy brown and i i just go first on this one and so I thought that this was perfectly harmless. I didn't have any major problems with it. And I liked, uh, I liked this guy, Quincy Brown. I thought he was really charming. I'd never seen him before. And I, there are definitely some flaws in the movie. I think that uh, she is too unlikable for too long. But I thought he was such 
such a fun presence that it was fine for me and I enjoyed it. It got me in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> and so I gave it uh, three chills out of five. That's correct. Um, first of all, I do want to say that uh, Cat Graham was on my list of people who I wanted to be in a Hallmark original movie on my fantasy list that never got released as a podcast. Um, but she's still not. So come on, Cat, you're this close. Um, I I liked her. I really liked him. I thought the casting was great. For some reason, the plot just didn't strike me. Like for some reason, I don't know. It wasn't quite magic enough or something like they didn't lean heavily enough into the magic for me I think is the main problem like I needed more magic if you're gonna have magic don't just do like a tiny dab of magic like I need magic <laughs> also it made me so mad that they named their like stop like their whatever their thing their at store. the end their mm -hmm. store like the magic Christmas calendar photography or whatever it was but it wasn't the name of the movie like they should have 100 percent had the name of their store be the same thing as the movie the end i did like that advent calendar though i had major envy for that yeah it was calendar. dope it was really uh, nice yeah. yeah it was it was super pretty but i feel like the movie was just kind of like mediocre like it didn't keep my interest the entire time and i kept getting distracted easily there wasn't enough like amber said there wasn't enough magic and it just wasn't like captivating it was like oh cool i'll have this on in the background type of thing not i think what yeah. i really needed was a little bit of a montage a bigger montage of like christmas moments with the calendar yeah mm. okay where it was That's like fair. not just like oh there was a santa claus nearby at some point during christmas so now it's magic like mm -hmm. i needed more things to prove it was magic they like underused it almost i feel like yeah. like they didn't use it to its full ability so. they were too afraid to embrace the magic of the christmas calendar exactly <laughs> and then she just puts it away for like a third of the way through the movie like what <laughs> it can't be magic if it's put away like it doesn't work like that <laughs> Well, so how many chills would you give it, Amber? Um, I'm going to give it like 2.5 chills. Okay. And uh, so you're not that far off for me. I, no, I know. I, I didn't like hate it. I didn't wish it was dead, but <laughs> I just wished it had done more. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, so Amy, how many chills would you give it? Uh, I'll give it like a two. It, it was okay. <laughs> okay, good. All right. And then I saw Disney's Nutcracker and the Four Realms. And... I was really pulling for this movie. I really wanted it to be good because I'm not a fan of the live action remakes that Disney does for the most part. And this was something new and random and creative, but it was a real failure, unfortunately. Some of the visuals were nice. Some of the costumes were nice. But other than that, it, a lot of the movie was Clara watching things happen and uh including a, literally a, a portion where she's watching dancing which i like the dancing but i don't know as a narrative it just didn't work there's almost no conflict at all there's a, a twist i guess at the end and a little bit of conflict but very little definitely too little too late i thought it was very boring and it just didn't do it for me unfortunately if you're super in to fantasy you might enjoy it more than me who isn't that into fantasy uh, and uh, so i don't know 
it, it didn't work for me. I gave it one and a half stars. Okay, the last one that we're going to talk about, which is not a Netflix original premiere. Therefore, wait, Amy wait. and I were in, unprepared to talk about it. So it's just going to be Rachel yeah. talking about some random Christmas movie she found on Netflix. No, because Netflix has been releasing these Harlequin romance films. They released two this year and uh, they brand them as Harlequin films because that's part of the branding to sell the movie. And, uh, and the first one was okay. It's called My Perfect Match, is what it was called. And uh, it wasn't great. You'd probably hate it, Amber, but I thought it was okay. The, uh, the, this one is called Christmas with a View, and it has Vivica A. Fox and Patrick Duffy. Patrick Duffy has a, like, ponytail, which was slightly <laughs> disturbing. And, <laughs> and it stars Caitlin Lieb and Scott Cavaliero. The one thing you would absolutely love about this movie, I think at least, uh, Amber, is there was this one girl, her best friend is named Bonnie, and he, she is engaged to this man named Clyde, and Clyde, <laughs> Clyde is like the most, uh, I don't know, I can't even explain, like he, He's just, he's a whipped man. Like he is in love with this girl and he, <laughs> and, uh, and I just thought that was kind of hilarious that they have a couple named Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, it is hilarious. Um, and, and you know, I feel like we talked about this before the show and you were like, I'm trying to just make sure people know that they shouldn't watch it. You're doing a terrible job of it. <laughs> Well, I, I am doing a terrible job, but that was the best part of Bonnie and Clyde. They were really funny, and Clyde was—I really think you love, love Clyde. But anyway, the thing that I thought was a missed opportunity at this is if you're gonna have a Harlequin uh, movie, like, shouldn't it be a little steamy? It's not steamy at all. There's like two kisses. There's a point where. They, but Vivica Fox prays with her family. You know, I mean, it's like, what? And I don't know, like, I don't want it to be like gratuitous and disgusting, but why not, why not separate yourself from Hallmark and do something different? And, but it's not. And I just, it was really bland. I live tweeted it. I'll put a link down to the live tweet. If anybody wants to watch my live tweet, then you would enjoy that. I had a fun time live tweeting it, but I didn't think that the leads really had great chemistry. And so I was just kind of waiting for every time that Bonnie and Clyde would show up. <laughs> and yeah, which is probably why I remember their names. Um, I don't know. It wasn't great. It just was kind of bland. And I just thought, again, why not do something different? Be a little more PG-13. And it wasn't. So I gave it two chills. All right, well, I can't dispute those chills. I can't dispute <laughs> that it belongs on this list. Oh, Amy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Amy Craig and on YouTube, youtube.com slash weekendallstars. Great. And Amber, where can people find you? I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Great. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube, so check that out. And uh, thanks so much. Let us know if you got to see any of these uh, and um, what you thought. So, bye. Merry Christmas. Bye, guys.